1: comment and share.
0: Hey, great day, everyone! It's CJ. Uh, happy Friday to everyone. Uh, do us a favor: go over to RogueNews uh, bookmark, subscribe. That's where you'll find all of the rogue content, all the videos. Great site. Add your email in at the bottom of that page, and that way you'll be alerted when new content is posted. And then also follow follow us over at Real Rogue News over on Twitter. And very excited to welcome back Velus after a two week. Uh, uh hiatus, I guess we can call
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Two <laughs> weeks back, of not being so, here. <laughs>
0: two, two weeks of not being here. So uh
1: welcome back, Vellas. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Glad glad to be back, everybody. I was I was definitely missing the show and uh I was on the road a lot uh back and forth on the west coast and uh it's it's dry. <laughs> uh also saw Hoover Dam and holy god <laughs> uh it is the water it is st- very low. Yeah. Oh my god man I mean it's like you know uh, the people I was with were looking at the walls of the canyon, and they're like, hey, that white line along the side there, and I'm like, yeah, that's where the water normally is. And it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit. I mean, it's it's just way down there, um, almost almost to the base. I can tell you from firsthand, firsthand observation, the water level at the Hoover Dam, how low is it? The water level at the Hoover Dam is so low that it's almost to the bottom of the water towers where they draw the water in. That's crazy. Is it's it on
0: that's close there. Lake Powell. That's in
1: that's on the Arizona side a little further in, I think, um, you know, cause you, if you've ever been to Hoover dam, you've got the little marker there that half of it's in Arizona and half of it's in Nevada.
0: Right. So yeah. I and you it. used to be able to drive over the Hoover dam, but they built a nice big bridge uh, linking that kind of bypasses that a few years ago.
1: Yeah. You can take the bridge or you can still drive, drive over the drive over the dam. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of lot of folks there. Uh, unbelievably hot. You know, it was like 110 uh, dry heat. Um, but uh, yeah, and and Vegas was God, man. I mean, first of all, I don't like Vegas. It's just not my thing. But I had some people that are like, "Oh, come on, you got to go with us." All right, fine. Um, but there there were a couple of times that I I mean, I literally felt I was back in South America when I was down in Peru and the government got overthrown back in 2000, I mean, I'm driving, uh, through Ubers and stuff and mm-hmm. down the strip and folks, I am dead serious. It's like four cruisers, uh, two ambulances right outside major casinos and stuff, because there's another shooting, you know, there was some stuff in the news about, they didn't want to let anybody under the age of 21, uh, out past whatever time of night for you know, like a curfew. And it's like, I was on the ground. It's like, that's, that's not going to do crap. And then uh, uh, the weekend I was out there uh, driving over to go check out the Carol Shelby Museum. So Shane V's not here because I know he'd dig that. Um, very nice museum. Um, but on the way over there, uh, saw a police cruiser on the off-ramp, uh, turned sideways, blocking a car that was trying to exit the off-ramp. Officers out, pistol drawn. Gun drawn, uh, uh other officer in route, running up, running up, uh off ramp, gun drawn, uh, dude standing with hands up. And it's like, wow. <laughs> Welcome we to South wild, wild America.
0: West. Welcome to the wild wild west.
1: <laughs> well, as you as as for any of you who remember the movie uh uh Doctor Strangelove with uh Slim Pickens going through the survival kit in the B-52. Where he puts his hand over the mic and goes? A guy could have himself a pretty good time in Vegas with all this stuff. Uh, exactly. Same thing, yeah. It's, exactly, it's some crazy shit out there. So, um, CJ, if it's okay with you, I'll just launch into my uh, my stuff here. Yeah, go for um, it. Just as an awareness, folks. Today's show, we're gonna uh, we got a little bit of head fake, we got some memory hole, and then we're gonna get into Bill Clinton. And then next week, uh, definitely a four point harness. Um, we're going to get into the, on the July 22nd, uh, show the content I've, I've already written up. We're going to get into, um, the trafficking topic. Uh, I'm going to try and sanitize it a bit and soften it up a bit. So I, I don't depress everybody, but it's, it's the whole blackmail thing. Patrick Ryan's really been going crazy on Twitter lately. There's some definite insights that he's had that, that really made me think, Uh, I also finished the book, the Franklin scandal, which, which came out a number of years ago by Nick Bryant. It's, it's one of, uh, two main books, uh, about the trafficking that was going on in, uh, in Nebraska and some other, some other content. So we'll, we'll get into that next week. So for this week, uh, we'll start off with some head fakes. Um, they're going to get nuclear folks, the head, the head fakes, um, and again, we've we've just all got to double and triple triple check ourselves at the door, as information comes in. Case in point, some stuff came came through this morning, um, about a sovereign software system that certain individuals are identified as sovereign. I reached out to V about that, and he's like, "That's total bullshit." And here's why. So I, I pulled all that stuff off off Discord. Um, and I even said when I posted it, I, I didn't know whether it was was legitimate or not, but I think things like that are going to continue, and it's my normal narrative about the midterms. Um, you know, we've got uprisings in various countries. We've got an economic shift to digital. The list goes on. Um, you're going to see just some continued crazy stuff this summer. Uh, I I had a clip I posted last night about a guy was doing the weather down in Texas, And, uh, you know, warning about the danger to the power grid because of the heat in the middle of his broadcast, the the studio goes dark uh, because they lost the power. Uh, Beware of the glowies. Uh, They're online as much as staked out with their crew cuts at pro-America demonstrations. Um, Every major story out there from Ukraine to fires at food plants. You got to look for the things that neither the left nor the right are talking about. Uh, Among a number of examples, uh, Chuck Todd from Meet the Press uh, last week wished that Donald Trump would die. Uh, that's theater folks. That's pure theater. You just threatened a former sitting president and nothing has happened to you. I mean, there's not even a news story out there saying that the secret service stopped by and told him, Hey, don't do that. Uh, that's, that's purely theater. Uh, the it's along the lines of whenever you hear, or when it was a a more common thing, you know, the stuff out in the media about celebrity uh, sex tapes, um, all that stuff is, compl- I'm talking about the, like the Kardashians and others, all that stuff's completely legal. Uh, if you don't file with the appropriate uh, agencies in the state of California, and you've got a sex tape that goes out on the internet, that's, that's a whole whole major problem in your universe if, if you're not listed officially as an actor, which all of those folks were. Um, nobody steals a celebrity to sex tape and puts it on the internet. Um, the other thing too is uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. Uh, is loaded with a number of fascinating tidbits. Um, we've had quite a bit of discussion on Discord as well as my, my Vela's page about that. Um, you know, when people are pondering what it's going to become of Twitter and Musk, uh, I, one of the things caught my attention recently was the 4chan aspect of that, um, specifically the Hunter Biden stuff. Pictures, t- text messages, and emails uh, from Hunter Biden have all been out there for a long time. Uh, but now suddenly it's popping up on 4chan. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if suddenly 4chan tries to go legitimate and replace Twitter in some some way. I may be completely out of school on that. Um, we've got the media on both sides focused on whether or not Joe Biden is a good or bad president, or even if he's lucid. Uh, but it goes back to a topic I've raised a couple of times: where's the nuclear football? There is a legal authority by which the president can be denied the nuclear launch uh, briefcase. Um, I, some of you might be saying, wait a minute, what? Yeah, you can legally deny the president the right to access the nuclear codes, but it would mean that somebody has activated the continuity of government planning. And the COG, as it's known in Washington, D.C., that's some that's some scary stuff when you get into what the continuity of government allows the government to actually do. So it goes back to the old narrative about, you know, from the JFK movie, follow the money, who benefits And a a topic that I know V and I and CJ have talked about before, which billionaires are fighting which other billionaires? Because oftentimes that's what this boils down to, at least in my end of the universe. And we also have to reflect back again on Patrick Ryan's comment about the way things used to be in the international structure when it came to billionaires versus now. Um, You know, Patrick Ryan made a comment once where he said, if you go after a billionaire and you miss... These were people who had the power to erase you down to your last genome. and things things have now changed. They're not as godlike as they used to be, and that's very destabilizing. So in in my end of the universe, one of the many threads of what we're looking at is uh, that breakdown of the way things used to be. I mean, a good hacker and a laptop can put a new front end. On a number of billionaires that are out there, it's going to take a while for the for the power structure to straighten this out, especially as we move through the whole digital currency thing. The other consideration with the head fake topic is um, the temptation to anger. Uh, I've brought this up before. Uh, I know I was joking with CJ uh, a couple of months ago when when I opened the show with this thing about they're trying to really piss everybody off. Uh, and then CJ was going through things that he was frustrated with. And I said, do you feel angry? Um, but, uh, what do you call it? Um, and Hobo sermons, yes, but it's back on fortune. Um, you know, there's continued effort to really, uh, upset folks and don't, don't let that happen to you. Uh, anger is a, is a big tool in the psychological operations world because you lose control of your senses and you ignore things that are right in front of you. I've even seen the medical studies when the military, uh, looked into this stuff back in my, my days working with uh, the labs, um, that you wouldn't believe how much your rationality breaks down when you start getting angry about things. So you know, if you find yourself in a in a situation like that, or with people you know, um, what do you call it? Just remove yourself from that. Uh, it's probably the easier the easier way to go. Um, trucking in California. I know a number of you saw the stories out there about the independent truckers uh, and the law uh, that California has passed about what qualifies as an independent contractor versus a fully employed person. We have to remember when that topic first came up nationally about two years ago, the narrative was how to protect workers from being exploited, uh, especially with Lyft or Uber type services, uh, but not to prevent new businesses from being formed using that kind of labor. The recent law in California about what constitutes full-time versus part-time or independent contractors was, was intended to deal with the gig economy, uh, but it has the unintended consequence of impacting, some articles have said, as many as 70,000 drivers. This circles back to a focus I brought up before about we seem, especially this last year, to be taking very distinct hits to the economy in, in very exploitable single points of failure. We've got lack of diesel fuel additive. We've got diesel engine oil additive shortages. We've got the baby formula thing. We've got food plants, fertilizer, list goes on. Um, I would also point out this, this topic about the, the uh, legislation in California about impacting the, the gig economy. They'd been talking about this for a while. This is a heck of a time for them to pass it right now, though. Um, I think what's been kind of missed, though, is, is if we look at the high points, it boils down to this. It will reduce the total number of available trucks on the West Coast. And the West Coast is where our highest shipping occurs by sea and land. I uh, brought this up on a prior show that if, if you look at City of Industry, uh, Long Beach area of California versus, say, Miami, You know, Miami's port at its peak in one year will probably do as much cargo as Long Beach will in two months. Uh, It's just a tremendous amount of cargo coming in on the West Coast. Uh, And trucks oftentimes are still needed to transport goods to other train locations or other staging areas for for rail to move that cargo. It isn't just simply, hey, we moved it off the boat, put it on a train. You still need trucks to kind of get it to different different railheads to get it out of there. This will reduce supply, it will cause prices to increase, time to deliver will increase, and creates a highly targeted situation uh, by preventing shipment at the West Coast ports, because it's not just LA and Long Beach, you've also got up near San Francisco and a couple other spots along the West Coast there. Um, the memory hole, just a, a subset of, of some of the memory hold as we've talked about in the past. Um, We've still got Seth Rich. Uh, We don't know why he died or who killed him and what really was about that. Uh, We'll get into this a little bit next week. Uh, Jean-Luc Brunel is dead. And of the Troika of Epstein, Brunel, and Peter Nygaard, uh, two out of three are dead. Um, We'll get a little bit more about them next week. Uh, The other thing, too, is is that um, Nygaard just waived... That whole thing got so delayed with him that they didn't even, Nygaard's case got so delayed, they didn't start talking about what his bail looked like until last week. Uh, According to some news uh, stories yesterday, it looks as though Nygaard has waived bail. It'd be interesting to see where that goes. Um, Speaking of Las Vegas, uh, why has the FBI not properly investigated the shootings there several years ago? As I was driving around town uh, and going through the area there where that event took place, it still kind of blows my mind that that it was able to be pulled off where it was. The other thing too is is that the famous helicopters that were flying around at the time of those shootings, uh, who turned off their their uh, port and starboard uh, indicator lights and similar, uh, those helicopters were all sourced out of a small airport uh, in Las Vegas who's literally across the street from the welcome to Las Vegas sign. Everyone uses to take their photos. It's a separate little area there at the airport where you've got a whole bunch of private jets and things, and they've got the helicopter services that fly, uh, fly around the city. Um, the other thing I noticed recently while, uh, driving near that airport that you might find amusing is, is, I saw a number of private jets with no tail numbers. Uh, that's an interesting trick. Um, Let's not forget Gary Webb. He was the San Jose Mercury News reporter who exposed the connections between U.S. intelligence, drug trafficking, and off-the-books intel activity. Uh, this was the guy that they had the movie called Kill the Messenger. Uh, when Gary committed suicide, he, he shot himself twice in the head with a 38 because the first bullet just wasn't doing it for him. We have Ray Greikar, the local prosecutor in Pennsylvania, wanted to file charges against Jerry Sandusky at, at UPenn as far back as 1998. Uh, we'll get into that also a little bit next week. Um, eventually, he dropped the di- the investigation and then disappeared, uh, found his found his car, found his cell phone, uh, but no wallet or keys, laptop turned in up in a river, but with no hard drive, and they still haven't found the body. And then my usual favorites. Uh, we still don't have an explanation on the Nashville thermobaric explosion in December of 2020, nor the French OVH cloud hosting firm that lost a whole data center back in March of 2021. Uh, we've got the reporter, Michael Hastings, who died in Los Angeles back in 2013. This was the gentleman whose car exploded before he'd even hit anything. He was digging into WikiLeaks drops about government research into a wide variety of different topics. And then we've got the still unknown aspect of the promise software, uh, the U.S. government's promise software, the death of Danny Castellaro, and the writer with no hands, Gary DeVore who, uh, for those of you who are waiting for it, there's your Babylon 5 reference because Gary uh, was involved with one of the actresses in the show. So with that, let's move into uh, Bill Clinton. Um, this is going to uh, come, a lot of this material is going to come from a book by Ambrose Evans Pritchard, uh, The Secret Life of Bill Clinton, The Unreported Stories. And um, Book came out in 1997, so just let that be a reminder that there's still a lot of good data out there on current events, just in books people have forgotten about, even though it was a while back. Uh, that, by the way, goes the same thing for the Village Voice uh, article in 1990, or 1988 that criticized Anthony Fauci for the betrayal of the gay community when it came to AIDS. So if you do read this book, I would definitely recommend reading it after you read the book Compromised by Reed and Cummings. I know a lot of you have heard me mention the book Compromised on a number of occasions. This book is filler for the data points in the Compromised book, and they do complement each other uh, well. Uh, there's some overlap, of course, uh, but this also covers some chunks of the story that that Compromised did not. Um so the items I'm going to cover are from the period of when Bill Clinton was governor or shortly thereafter when he was still in the early part of his um, presidency. Texas Tom Payne, Uh not necessarily, sometimes high net worth people don't have tail numbers, but that's a whole other topic. Um, so the first item was... Um, Dead kids found on railroad tracks. I remember myself when some of these stories came up in the news, uh, there were some things in Tennessee, uh, Arkansas in particular, which kind of goes to this book. Um, It's usually two young kids or maybe three or four. Um, It's never just one uh, found dead along railroad tracks. Um, Often the kids were walking along the route of rail lines because the, the rail tracks, you know, it's maintained clear to foliage. It's a good shortcut for kids in small towns and stuff to kind of cut through and get, get where they want to go. The narrative out there often said that they fell asleep on railroad tracks, uh, that they were on drugs, uh, didn't hear the train whistle, et cetera. From the book comes at least one explanation that it has since been, been made public that a lot of times when narcotics are moved across the United States in large quantities, they're moved by rail. So, um, what happens is, is the narcotics are dropped in kind of nondescript looking packages off the side of rail cars in the middle of the night. So if you think about it, the risks are a lot less if you do that than doing these kind of late night drops in a Walmart parking lot where some police officer who doesn't know any better, uh, might bust the thing. Um. What happened in Arkansas was is there was one particular situation, but a couple others that popped up where it appeared that some young kids had wandered into situations where drug runners couldn't afford to be compromised, and so the kids were were killed. Uh, in in a couple of cases, you know, the kids were tortured before they were killed to make sure that that they didn't see anything or hadn't hadn't been aware of that activity taking place. Now, one of the ways that that was made possible was because of the medical examiner named Fami Malak or Malik. Um, this is a person that comes in handy when you got to clean things up. He was an Egyptian with poor English. Um, and he was the go-to person when someone had been murdered in Arkansas. Um, Fami would often report deaths as accidents or people had been murdered. Uh, that they, If they were murdered, it was committed by unknown parties, including the usual scapegoats like vagrants or strangers in town and drug dealers. Uh, this medical examiner's name popped up a lot of times when it came to some, not just the case of these kids dying at railroad yards, but, uh, or along the route of railroads, but his name has popped up a couple of times with different people in Arkansas, where there was a, uh, kind of a Clinton problem, uh, Clinton problem died. And this medical examiner rolls in and goes, yeah, that was natural causes. Um, I love chicken. Uh, guess what one of the ways are to move cocaine out of Arkansas during those years when Bill was governor? Uh, they stuffed it in frozen chickens. (laughs) For those of you who may recall or have seen some of the Ross Perot presidential campaign spots he paid for on TV in that era, uh, I remember very well the, the one that he did where he pulled up a little placard on his desk as he was talking to the audience, Ross Perot did, and he said, here's the state of Arkansas, and there was just a great big chicken on it. But it was a funny way of a more serious topic because what Perot was trying to convey was the fact that Tyson Foods basically runs Arkansas business along with several other states. And it's easy to move cocaine and chickens if you have that kind of control. Now, the book does go into more detail about a line of credit that Tyson received in the 1970s when the chicken industry uh, or chicken product industry was in retraction. Now, whether the founder periodically moved to drugs to shore up his company or whether the CIA made a deal with him or whoever it may be, that's hard to say. The thing that brought the existing Arkansas state investigations into the light was, strangely enough, when Tyson uh, Chicken's founder and the Teamsters Union uh, got into an argument, Uh, the Teamsters evidently didn't appreciate that there was drug dealing and prostitution taking place at properties in Arkansas that are leased by Tyson's Foods. Um, there were also witnesses who told the FBI while well, working for management of Tyson's foods, they were frequently bringing money directly to the Arkansas governor's mansion, uh, for Bill Clinton, uh, Janet Reno, the attorney general later years, shut those investigations down. Um, the book compromised goes into far more detail about the, the money drops where none other than Barry Seal was flying aircraft low over Clinton family properties outside of town or ranches and things and was just literally dropping off bags of money. Who is Jerry Parks? Uh, Jerry ran security for the Clinton campaign headquarters in Little Rock back in 1992. Uh, What's interesting about him is there are multiple witnesses who were with him when Parks was watching the first news stories on TV about Vince Foster having died. And Parks commented at the time, quote, I'm a dead man. Like many people with strange stories who are part of the Clinton orbit, uh, Parks is also part of that. Um, Several years before Bill Clinton ran for president, Parks started building a file on Bill Clinton, an investigative file. Uh, The reason was, supposedly, he was asked by Vince Foster at Hillary's request to create such a file. Now, the reason was to develop strategies to counter any accusations against Bill. Parks was the guy who discovered Jennifer Flowers long before she was publicly known and a large number of other women uh, before that all came out later. Um, the other big items Parks discovered was the same content from the book Compromised, that guns were going into South America and drugs were coming back through uh, the Mena, Arkansas uh, air park that was was where a lot of those planes and stuff were flying out of. Parks also at one point became one of the many couriers moving physical cash with vince foster uh as we learned in compromise that money came from two sources the first source was cia money to to bill clinton uh, and the dixie mafia uh, for the cia's use of the state of arkansas for their operations in nicaragua and other parts of south america and also for drug shipments coming back into the united states the second source was from various clinton family shady business dealings uh, in the fall of 1993 while jerry parks was stopped at a traffic light He was shot to death by men with automatic weapons who pulled up next to his car. Um, The other interesting correlation about Parks is this. His wife had been very involved in speaking to reporters and trying to get the FBI to investigate what happened to her husband. And things and comments made about her got so bad that the insinuations were made frequently that she was medically unsound. But yet Vince Foster's wife, who always read the script every time she was handed one, was always treated by a saint by the media, which the author of the book asked the question: Why? Why is that? Other than the kind of somewhat obvious. Now, this also gets into the to the comment or the topic about what's known as the Dixie Mafia, and I'd recommend you read the book so that you can kind of you know get it yourself firsthand. But it's an important takeaway and it's something I wanted to bring up on today's show. Um, Something kept bugging me about the the content about that in the book. And now essentially what's the Dixie Mafia? Well, it's a network of mafia like operations operating in states of the old uh, Confederacy in the South. If you ever saw the original 1970s version uh, of the movie, walking tall about Buford Pusser in Tennessee, uh, Pusser was supposedly killed by the Dixie Mafia because as Pusser was trying to break up various criminal activities in his part of Tennessee he ran directly into uh mafia-like organizations that were controlling that part of the South. Now, the book does make clear something that is kind of bugs me, because when you hear the word mafia, and I brought this up on other shows, that's a that's a very deep rabbit hole. Um it, you know, when you say mafia, are you talking uh the Chinese Tongs? Are you talking the Japanese yakuza? Are you talking about the Italian Cosa Nostra? The list goes on. The book references uh the distinction between the Dixie Mafia, and the Italian Cosa Nostra, or or what often when you hear the word used mafia in the United States often means the Italian mafia, which usually was always operating on the East Coast or West Coast of the United United States. Now, as many of you probably know, there was a decision, and this is true, in the 1950s, that the mafia stayed out of large-scale narcotics trafficking. They still kind of distributed locally depending on the family, but the large-scale aspects of the drug trade. The mafia did stay out of it for the most part. And yes, there's that scene in The Godfather where the mafia families are meeting, talking about how we're not going to sell drugs. Now, this is an important takeaway. In the movie, they use the word infamia. There's that one scene where the the one mafia leader says, I don't want it sold sold near schools uh, or to kids. Uh, That's an infamia. The word though is important because the word's origin comes from Roman times and infamia in, in the Roman period meant someone of high standing in Roman society who lost their reputation and the protections of the Roman government because of some sort of act or thing that they had done. That brings me to my second point is, is that I think there was something left in the movie on purpose. um, because it does beg the question: Why did the mafia stay out of large-scale narcotics trafficking? We know in the in the in the Godfather movie that the narrative was, well, it's it's bad for business, and we don't want to do it, and this, that, and the other. But there was certainly no one standing in their way. And you know, J. Edgar Hoover kept talking frequently during those years about stamping out organized crime, but we didn't do anything. There were some people who went to prison, yes, but the five main Cosa Nostra families just kept doing their thing now the other thing that happened in the 50s when organized crime made that decision was is that at the end of world war ii u.s intelligence was taking over the former french intelligence narcotics networks for the use by the united states now to oversimplify we the united states became the world's drug traffickers there our intelligence agencies so is the reason why the Italian mafia didn't move drugs at scale was because that was reserved for us intelligence. And the mafia was blackmailing J Edgar Hoover. This is, this is quite well documented at this point that they had films of him having liaisons with other men. This is the 1950s. It's not like now Uh, you can't have the director of the FBI involved in that kind of lifestyle. So they could effectively block block Hoover because of the blackmail they had on him. And this is exactly what the CIA would want as they needed the different Italian mafia organizations reach into other countries, not to mention they needed the mafia for things like Operation Gladio. So if you say it another way, you boys in the mafia stay out of drug trafficking at scale and don't worry because there's plenty of money for you and other things and in Europe. And of course, one of those was Cuba. So in the Godfather movie, and I still believe this is kind of a subtler, intentional part in the film, When the mafia says it's an infamia, they don't mean in the eyes of the church or their own community. That's kind of how people have always interpreted that scene in the movie. I interpret it as it would be an infamia to the CIA. They would lose their standing and protections from the intelligence community. Now, the Dixie Mafia, on the other hand, for many years, was at least transporting narcotics across the United States with distribution managed by others. And... That would also mean that the the Dixie Mafia was another asset of U.S. intelligence. And this explains another thread of the how and the why around Arkansas and why Bill Clinton was important to U.S. intelligence. And there's also one other little takeaway from this we should consider. If everything I just said is historically correct about the 1950s through the 1990s, imagine the reaction by a man like John F. Kennedy if he discovered that that was in fact the truth. It certainly would make things far clearer why Bobby Kennedy as attorney general was a major problem and why Bobby was laser focused on the mafia. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, said he wanted to smash the CIA into a thousand pieces. Perhaps one of the first pieces he tried to smash was the mafia-CIA relationship. We often keep hearing of them spoken of separately. Well, the mafia wanted to get back at the Kennedys because they helped the Kennedys get into office and they felt betrayed. Mafia was angry about Cuba the cia was angry about whatever it becomes uh, a never ending fog bank that you're trying to make sense out of i would put forward that that the connections between the cia and the italian cosa nostra mafia are so tight you can't really separate the two so it's often it's it's something worth thinking about cj nope i'm good keep going no no that's 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 what i had for today
0: Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> very interesting, the, the the narrative around it, and I think it's important to figure that out. I just watched uh, Goodfellas the other day, and uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the boss is saying uh, to Ray Loyota, who passed away, uh, unfortunately, yep. I believe this past year, was like, don't do it. Listen to me. You keep it straight. You don't want right. to do that. <laughs> and then, of
1: course, Ray you, you did You did imprison what you had to do, but now that you're out, don't don't keep messing with the narcotics angle.
0: Yeah. and and perhaps maybe they, did they broker a deal between, you know, I mean, maybe, I mean, who who knows at this, this stage of, of, uh, of events, uh, that, that are happening. Um, you know, again, I think through the, through the, uh, the memory hole in terms of looking back through some of those things that, that, that have happened. And, uh, you know, the question remains, you know, will there be any, any ever, you know, follow up and, and accountability drawn uh, to some of those things? It's, um, We'll have to see as we as we navigate navigate through this. And and I I said this a few times. I think that what they're gearing up for now is kind of setting uh, Hunter Biden up as well as his dad for a, a big power struggle uh, that will be a dig, big distraction coming up the midterms uh, when the uh, GOP take over uh, the House and the Senate and they begin new hearings. And it's just kind of a of a rehash, a a back to the hey we've 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 uh, we've accomplished we've did this horse and pony show before with 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 um with you know Donald Trump with uh, with uh, Clinton gate with the the Clinton foundation and now we're going to do it with 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 Biden and just firmly believe that that's in the false hopes of giving people the people the 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 pretense that hey you know what something is going to happen this time this time is it's it's different uh, but yeah but I, I think that's the direction that we that we we're, we're going I think most people are, are starting to wake up, wake up to that fact uh, that that potentially that's happening. And also, what's very curious. I'm not going to put on my tinfoil hat, but um, I think that's something that it, it's weird that the same day that Trump said he's ready to announce wh- whether he's going to run or not, his ex-wife died. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I you know, given her age and some other considerations, it's hard to say Um You know, it's, it's the joke I used to hear in Washington that if anybody was over the age of 65 and died suddenly because of the paranoia in that town, uh, and governments anywhere, people would say things like, you know, well, I wonder if it's this hodgepodge of things this person was involved in and somebody in the room would just look up from their desk and go, or he just died. (laughs) You know, it's the same thing here. Um, she's, she's certainly not been looking good and she was, um, photographed publicly a couple months ago at somebody's wedding and uh didn't didn't look didn't look too hot uh it's always kind of the problem when you live the high-end lifestyle um i've got somebody i knew in school who had been living out on the coast for a number of years as a as a uh, airline um employee and a friend of mine made a comment where they're like man they don't look good it must be all the cocaine um but you know it's the same thing with her but yeah you know it yeah. And I mean, you know, also even more than her, though, is is with everything Trump had going on on the tail end of his of his uh, administration when his brother died, you know, um, and that even even the media just kind of let that one uh, fall fall by the wayside. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it goes back to my, the, my why I raised the, the head fake thing. We've got so much activity out there that is causing su- or has the potential to cause such confusion. And various rumors about Gavin Newsom. You know he's been at the White House. Uh, he, you know, California is is suffering horrendously right now, but yet he's up in Montana enjoying the fresh water. Um, they're going to have to do something with with Joe. We've talked about that on Rogue, on on my program, on on many programs. I know you and V have talked about it, and it's been discussed by a lot of other folks in the alternative space. Paul Joseph Watson just yesterday or the day before. Um, you know, so many people have done these little vignettes about, uh, Joe Biden, but, uh, Watson just had clip after clip after clip of, um, just Joe fumbling over everything. And even people who, who were quote unquote experts in dementia saying, well, he may be in the initial stages of something or whatever. And then six months later, that same person is like, no, he's completely fully gone. Um, He's just, you know, you can see the strings. If you look carefully as he walks around the white house, he can't stay in office. He's served his purpose. You know, I, I did a show earlier this year where I went into my narrative about, about they're going to move him and and Kamala out. Their job was to take the bullet. Um, It begs the question, do you bring Gavin Newsom in as VP uh, or do you bring Gavin Newsom in by some other means, or do you bring someone else in? But, but If you're following the two-party narrative, and CJ, I know you're a fan of often pointing out the dangers of falling into the two-party narrative, um, they got to find somebody and they got to find somebody with name recognition. And given the way these things work, they've already got, um, what do you call it, the people in mind they want to put in. It's just a question of, are you using Newsom to distract us or is Newsom actually uh, the person you've got in mind? Uh, and to a question from Hobo Sermons there on the chat board, uh, I, I was stunned that there's still places in California that that you have to wear masks, either outdoors or indoors. Um, that completely blew my mind. Well, there's uh, no after- doubt
0: that, you know, Newsom, you know, one, he survived the recall in California yes. whether that, you know, who wants to question or state what how the voting worked? I mean, that's neither here nor there. Uh, He does appear to have the uh, the appearance. You know, he he's 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 a he's a handsome guy. Yeah, Uh, he has that personality that for the uh, uneducated, um, the uh, dumbed down electoral that they would vote for someone like that. Uh, Hence the reason why Obama was elected. Right. It wasn't necessarily his credentials that supported him. It was like, hey, this guy fits the the appearance, Um, you know, because unfortunately, that's how most Americans view things, right? Like, you know, is he the right height? You know, he's, you know, how's he? Is he able to articulate his answers properly? And and he has those characteristics in the making. And I believe that he could bring in a lot of uh, a lot of money. The thing that hinders him the most uh, would be able to hammer uh, what's happening in California itself. He he does not have any type of type uh, results uh, driven for either the California economy uh, the 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 crisis that's continuously hitting California, whether it be the electric grid, whether it be uh, the water that's there, so I think he could get hammered uh, pretty heavily there. But it would be again, I think it would make good for television ratings. It would be good for ad revenue if it was a a, a person like Newsom versus Trump uh, versus putting Joe up there or or Kamala. So I, I agree with you. I think there's going to be some type of a of a pivot. Uh, That's going to happen. I think they're trying to probably put out there into the public how to how to do that, how to accomplish that. But I think for the most part, they're, you know, right now, Biden's a huge liability. And I think they're trying to figure out how to navigate, navigate through that. I was really surprised they let him go on this entire Middle East trip. Um, He's already said, you know, several gaffes. um, Yeah. Just his physical appearance. I mean, the the writing's on the wall there. I'm just surprised they let they allow him to continue that that trip
1: agreed and it's a, it's a function of degree um i'm reminded of the african american comedian whose name escapes me at the moment who did a routine where he said something to the effect of do you know how good you have to be you know to live in certain high wealth neighborhoods he was talking about uh, i think it was chris rock he was talking about how in his neighborhood any anyone who's african american is like a major entertainer uh, uh, very well-known, uh, published doctor or what have you. And then some of the more kind of traditional waspy neighbors, uh, they, they have money, but like they inherited it or whatever. It's like, you got to raise the bar to an incredibly high level from, from Chris Rock's perspective to be able to live in one of those neighborhoods. And, and I always kind of view it that when you're a presidential, uh, I don't say candidate, but you're, you're an acting president, whether it's one of the Bushes or, or, uh, the Donald, uh, any of the Republicans are automatically going to take fire just on principle, even even if they're part of the system, which they are. Um, you're going to take fire from the media, extreme fire, just because of the principle and the the history of everybody in the media is extreme left wing Vietnam uh, protesters uh, who who went and got media uh, education so that they could stay out of the war. Um, the level of effort it takes to keep covering up what Joe is doing and how bad he's doing it, I think is, is one of the considerations here is, is, is I don't, you know, the rumors out there where he's going to be in for two years, he's going to be in for one, uh, one, you know, presidential administration and then he's going to step aside or whatever. And he's got his little three by five card of what he's got to go do while he's in office. Okay. I, I concur on the three by five card, but I think he's breaking down a lot faster I just think the Adderall and the oxygen treatments just aren't enough to keep him going. And Jill, Jill, his wife has, has demonstrated on a number of occasions that she'd sell out anybody with the whole Delaware mafia up there.
0: Oh yeah. oh yeah.
1: And you know, and, and I know there's a, there was some vigorous chat there on the, on today's show on the sidebar there about Hunter and fortune and similar. Um, yeah. And I agree. I mean, there's some sketchier websites out there. You could have gone to, and it's my normal narrative about, you know, fire up your VPN and bounce off of a couple of different servers in other countries before you go where you want to go. And, and you're logging in through uh, an open internet connection at a, at a truck stop uh, with that laptop you got at that garage sale. Um, but I mean, there's some stuff people showed me that I don't even want to talk about on air uh, that, that, hunter had i mean some of which has since come out about about like drug courier routes and stuff across the east coast where they were getting paid um i just i just feel like they're they're laying the groundwork that the whole family somebody was joking on on the discord channel uh earlier this week or last week about the hunter has literally exceeded billy carter's behavior when jimmy was president back in the 70s it's like how bad do you have to be that, that you're one of the relatives of a sitting U.S. president and you know, in this case his kid that they've got to pull out the entire media machine like the NSA has to get involved to start covering up how much crap about you is out there. But it's been said by many, I mean, so much of what was on that hard drive is out there. And it equally begs the question if, if Hunter is that compromised and and we know that because he's just he's not careful and he he doesn't care he's he's uh, uh, from the movie Snatch he's become a liability it it starts begging the question about um, the other kids of the other officials that we've discussed here on Rogue and some of the stuff they've been involved with including uh, our friend from Utah uh, and some of the other Republicans as well not just Democrats but I mean Nancy's kids. Uh, and, a, and a bunch of the others that are out there. And I think, I think that, as is often the case, is we're, we're directing the fire at Hunter as part of the process of moving Joe and Kamala out of the White House. God, God only knows what their intention is, is to who they want to put in there. But it's gotten to the point now that they have to intensify the amount of fire that those two are taking because we got to make sure that you don't, you know, the magic trick, we got to make sure you don't pay any attention to all the other kids of all the other senators and congresspeople who are just as dirty but just haven't it hasn't been revealed yet right
0: yeah yeah and and potentially um maybe a national um uh moment that could potentially evolve is is a sitting uh, u.s president that dies dies serving and what type of emotion does that build for people to you know, to, to rally and say, Hey, we got to continue uh, the legacy or whatever. I mean, you just, you just know how dumbed down the electoral is and what people will, will believe. And um, maybe, maybe there's a play there for them that, you know, Hey, well, we can, we can build upon the the raw emotion of people and get the empathy that, Hey, you know what, he passed away. And, you know, you know, Kamala's going to be the president and we're going to, we're going to bring in um uh, barack as an interim uh to support her through this because he's best suited and it's the best thing to do for a country who knows what they have you know worked up in their 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 crazy plans and i can't remember what commentator stated this it was either a tweet or a youtube video that i was listening to and to me it's like joe is so bad and i agree with what this person said so i'm barring this this is my idea but it's almost like they're mocking us with him oh yeah like like, oh absolutely we can do do what we want look we can have this person that's clinically um has some serious health issues um cannot his cognitive functions are completely deteriorating and we can do what we want so screw you american people we'll put who we want as president we decide not you
1: well and and uh (laughs) doesn't, doesn't that make you feel angry, (laughs) CJ? I know it makes a lot of people feel angry. I mean, didn't we, I mean, Frank at quite frankly was saying something last night or the day before that has been reflected by many, myself included, which is many of us, you know, who are, who are of, of you out there that listen to the, the rogue show. I mean, most, most of us are supportive of law enforcement within, within certain boundaries, But Dear God in Heaven, the Uvalde thing, you know, now now we've got the film where, you know, and I know I'm always the one who says, hold on, we got to make sure we get all the detail that could be a PSYOP, somebody's trying to mess with you or whatever. We've got the damn film. The officers are moving down the corridor of the school with the standard, you know, shoulder leaning into the weapon. I'm going to channel a little bit of Gus here, you know, uh, standard standard, uh, mil-spec, you know, entrance into the building. And the minute they heard gunfire break out, they they ran. But yet we've got a cop whose wife texts him that she's bleeding out, goes down there to try and save his wife. They disarm him, move him off to the side, along with all the other parents who wanted to save their kids. Then we have the film clip this week of the Uvalde um, City Council meeting where they're screaming at the press about how dare you air that clip. And it's like, holy shit.
0: We have it it right here. We can, we can, we can play it. uh, Velas. Sure. Because, because this should angry anger people. And, and anger is a very important tool. I, I, I want to state this very clearly. Anger is a very good tool. If it's channeled properly, Um, you cannot go upon the raw emotion. Anger, but anger can be leveraged and utilized and be very impactful. Um, again, it's got to be channeled properly, how you, you utilize it, how you leverage it. Uh, sometimes I'm at the gym and I leverage it through my my workouts. Uh, but this is something that anger, should anger everyone. I'm thankful whoever the whistleblower is that released this uh, CCTV uh, from the school uh, because these cops are cowards. and And we, the people, are led to believe that we need to turn in our weapons because the police are going to be there to protect us. Screw that! That's ridiculous. Let's let's play this yeah. and look at these cowards. They did edit out all the screams of the children, so thank goodness for that. Thank God for but that. Let's yeah, go, yeah. Let's go ahead and
2: play this. A level of screwery inside, which is difficult to comprehend. Scrubs. You can actually see the gunman come in. You see a child actually peek his head around the corner and you can immediately hear the gunshots. That's apparently where the, uh, uh, the screams were edited out. Then within a couple of minutes, you see three officers come in, uh, come close to the door, get engaged. But immediately, the moment they have fire, they all run back. From that moment forward for another 77 minutes, nobody goes inside. And we are talking about Dozens of guys who are gathered Just within this room, around,
1: fist bumping on
2: their phones, literally on their phones, getting
1: hand sanitizer, fist bumping,
2: getting hand sanitizer. It's difficult to describe how aimless uh, so many, so much of this looks. We have a video mashup here. Just look.
1: Interesting word to use.
2: This is a sensitive thing or whatever. I recommend that you don't watch it. But for those who can stomach it, let's take a listen. So the reason that that matters is you can see clearly, I mean, uh, 10 minutes, 11 minutes, there were gunshots that were still being fired while these guys were standing out there. If you continue to watch, I mean, again, it's a 77-minute long video, but if you continue to watch, what you see is you got guys milling around at the 56-minute mark. They're like, we're going in, but that they don't go in. Everybody's, quote, looking for the keys even though the door wasn't locked and also even, you know, why didn't nobody?
0: Okay. I think, I think that's, that's enough of it. Yeah. If you've, if you've seen
1: some of the other clips folks, I mean, the, the officers pull, didn't just pull back like in military style where one officer is holding while two officers pull back, he's covered by that person or whatever. I mean, they, they turned and ran now again, you know, disclaimer at the bottom of the screen, not there, not on the ground, not in that situation. There may be other extenuating circumstances, dot, dot, dot. However, at this point, I can't even imagine what the hell those extenuating circumstances are. The second thing is, is that Gus could could speak to it, I'm sure, but I can as well. I've worked enough with the government. I've worked enough with with military personnel that have served in Afghanistan and Iraq and various training methods that were brought back for for, uh, domestic law enforcement to use. I know that's a sensitive topic. But when you have a shooting situation like this, the standard training is you go in. Now, this is the part where they got to sanitize it to the public, but there is a degree of acceptable losses where it's like if you have a single shooter or possibly two, but if you have a single shooter and you have more than one officer, the, the standard rule book is there may be some civilians who get, who get wounded and law enforcement may be the ones who accidentally wound them. That's not intentional. But you you take the shooter down. That's it. If that person is opening fire on unarmed civilians, and as we saw with the the other clip that's out there that that one of you sent to me of the guy, uh, I know Gus talked about this CJ on the show you had with him and V a couple of weeks ago, where it was the target store or whatever it was where the guy went in. I mean, holy God, when I watched that clip, Gus wasn't kidding the The dude is completely following. Just absolute by the book military training where he's twisting the weapon, removing the clip, popping in the next clip, pulling the weapon back. Because there's reasons why you do that because it doesn't break your aim with with how you're shooting and similar. It's why this thing when you see snipers firing they and they're right handed, your finger's on the trigger, but you use your left hand to cycle cycle the bolt to bring a new bullet in. Um, it's the same thing here. These officers were supposedly trained recently, but even if they hadn't been, they've been trained In years prior. There's not a cop out there that doesn't know. I mean, it's a horrible decision to have to make. Yeah, I'm going to have to kill somebody, even if they're a bad person. And I may accidentally wound the innocent. But the thing they don't tell the public is wounding the innocent is far more acceptable than allowing a killer to just keep killing people, especially when it's children. Mm -hmm. So what in the absolute hell broke down here? And yeah, you've got a local government that is trying to protect its own butt. Uh, you know, the you've all I mean, you've got everything from the school system angry with the police officers, police officers are angry with local government, local government's angry with everybody. And in years past, I don't know, but I mean you could go back to Jimmy Carter in the late 70s to Ronald Reagan. If Jimmy Carter was president, and I know that's a weird statement, if Jimmy Carter was president or Ronald Reagan was president or Bill Clinton was president. You would have an attorney general who, of the United States who'd be investigating this at this point, because it's like, look, you folks at the state level, and I know state law right now is a very sensitive topic, um, but it's like, you folks at the state level have completely dropped the ball. We got to bring the feds in here and invest. like, we need an independent third party to come in here and audit what the hell happened, and yet we've we've got nothing. So it circles back to this topic about, you know, you don't feel safe. Why do you think the public's buying so many guns? and getting trained on using firearms because they have no faith whatsoever that the institutions that are supposed to function are functioning and with that we can we can pile on with the White House and the Federal Reserve so tune in next week when we get into an even uh, more exciting topic like child trafficking yeah (laughs) which I've, I've watered down but um Yeah, I've got some new items for next week beyond the normal. Uh, Yeah, there's there's uh, you know it's it's the uh, Nygaard and similar types of folks, but uh, there's some new stuff that's popped up. Uh, We're going to get a little bit into the Finders Cult for those of you who have listened to the Amazing Polly. We're going to talk a little bit about Utah. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the Real Housewives program because there's some folks there who've been involved in some of this, and then we have Jacques Bouthier. Uh, who came out recently? A major French insurance industry executive uh, who's been involved in this—the Nexium scandal, uh, the Franklin scandal, Victoria's Secret, etc. But it all—it all is going to come back down to uh, the blackmail topic, the extensiveness of the blackmail topic, uh, and the way in which it has been weaponized, if you will, towards a more specific purpose. So we'll—we'll we'll get into that next week thanks. and i've got a
0: excellent i've dude.
1: got to pair down some of my content as usual so uh glad to be back everybody uh thanks cj for yep, for hosting back. While, v, while v was out and uh certainly some good stuff from from uh, uh jet blake of late and crypto cowboy uh, i've caught uh their programs both while i was away and this week uh good stuff uh you know cj it's kind of cool i mean now now uh, rogue's got pretty much somebody every day um we just got to get Gus back on on Wednesdays but you know uh Crypto's got got his piece uh Jet's got his piece uh you you and V almost are going to have to carve out your own time now uh when when you guys are just going to do do the two of you like you
0: used to do on the show yeah yep all right everyone uh thank you for tuning in uh keep it locked and loaded right here roguenews.com uh, Velas, thank you for a great show. Uh, just a quick programming update. We are bouncing air to next week. Everyone's uh, schedule kind of went sideways today, including mine. So uh, Velas, enjoy your weekend and all those tuning in. Thank you for, for being here and everyone enjoy your weekend. Thanks, Velas. Sure.